0: From SocialService.SG, I'm Jingyao. Today, we speak with Sean Tan, a final year undergraduate at the National University of Singapore, who is co-founder and the internal lead of the NUS Developer Student Club, or the DSC. NUS DSC is a community of university students focused on developing diverse solutions for non-profit organizations in Singapore. We ask Sean about the beginnings of the club, its projects, and their expectations for the future. All right, um, Sean, so tell me more about DSC NUS and your involvement. So how did the group started NUS and how did you personally get started?
1: Yeah, thanks, Tin for having me. I think DSC NUS is quite new. We started last year in August Um. And it actually really started um, once uh, one of our co-founders, Jason, uh, applied to become a lead in uh, DSC. DSC is actually part of a global network by Google developers. And the mission is really to start different campus initiatives around the world to connect people to technology. DSC NUS is quite unique because uh, we felt as if Uh, we already have a very strong school of computing and we needed a different mission. But I'm not from computing, I'm actually a student from the Arts and Social Sciences, Uh, but I was the internal lead which uh, is equivalent to the Deputy President. And so how I got started was because uh, three of us came together, and we decided that uh, the differentiating factor for DSC and US would be community engagement. Uh, and because I came from the College of Alice and Peter Tan with quite extensive experience in community engagement, we decided that, hey, there's a bridge that uh, we we'll need to cross together uh, and we'll be able to work on it. Uh, and yeah, that's how I got started on it. Yeah.
0: yeah and the DSC I, I should explain, stands for Developer Students Club. Is that correct?
1: That's right.
0: And you also mentioned, and you just mentioned in your sharing that um, the NUSDSC chapter chose to focus on community engagement and on non-profit organizations. So uh, what was the broad motivation for focusing on community engagement and non-profits or social service agencies in Singapore?
1: I think for us, we were very clear that we wanted uh, to uh, be a bit different. Uh, and also to uh, make sure that we steward our resources uh, properly. Uh, and so as NUS students, uh, we do have quite a lot of resources uh, at our disposal uh, with the career office, with the S- uh, School of Computing, etc. And if anyone wants to learn about uh, technology, you can easily do so. And so the, uh, the, the thing uh, that we wanted to do with uh, DSC NUS was uh, two things, to lower the barrier to entry uh, and improve accessibility for students who were not involved in tech before to get themselves into tech, uh, but to also connect those who were already in tech uh, to nonprofits and that was really to build empathy. And the reason why was we felt as if there was quite a big disconnect uh, traditionally between coders, those who make the products, uh, and actually the end user. Uh, And so this is actually a huge topic uh, in business. This is what design thinking is all about. But even in corporate design thinking, sometimes it is quite, uh, sometimes it's not really done Uh, in an engaging manner is done out of necessity Um, and the the people designing the products and the technologies might not necessarily fully empathise with uh, what the communities are going through and we thought as if instead of uh, letting it be symbolic we wanted it to imbue it into the culture, into our processes so that uh, when we are designing uh, our projects uh, from the start uh, we really involve communities and the questions that Uh, we always uh, ask our members to ask the communities is uh, tell me how I can help you instead of prescribing a solution to these communities. So as long as uh, people are willing to learn and are willing to be open to communities, uh, that's where we think we can differentiate ourselves. uh, And that's why we decided to focus on it. Yeah.
0: So then I I quite like that. So you're saying, you know, tell... um tell me how I can help you in that sense, right? So in a way, would I be right to say, it's almost deferring to what the nonprofits prioritize or what they need in that sense.
1: That's right. Um, we were a bit limited by uh, our own capabilities as well, but uh, it was really trying to see what they needed, what they wanted and seeing how we could use our resources to help
0: them. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned about you know, learning about technology and there were kind of two objectives, right? First is lower the barriers to entry and second, connect um, the tech folks or the coders to the nonprofit. So maybe to help us kind of understand and visualize it, maybe could you share with us, say, a project you've been a part of or a particularly memorable project that DSCNUS has, has been involved in and how does that look like? Um, so to show us an example in that sense.
1: Okay. Um, well, I think I'll share an example uh, from both sides. Um, so the the first objective of lowering the barrier to entry would be, would have to be the technology workshops that we conducted. Um, so uh, we had a really great team uh, of about ten coders who created their own set of data uh, data analysis workshops. Um, and also web design workshops. So I think there were a total of eight uh, workshops uh, running along two tracks. So one data analytics and one web design. Uh, And the way we conducted it was that uh, it's a peer-to-peer teaching format. And we had over 120 students sign up for the workshops itself. Uh, And once the students signed up for it, we we made sure that uh, there was a student lecturer, so-called, but there were also student TAs. Um, And so for us, that was uh, the way to try to lower the barrier to entry, try to make it less scary. You know, if you're an art student, you're a science student that doesn't have any uh, experience in coding, uh, you have someone there to guide you, uh, throughout the way um, and so actually I, I had many friends who uh, personally texted me and asked me how can I be a part of this uh, because uh, we actually only opened up uh, 50 slots uh, but there was overwhelming demand and so we actually had to open up more uh, so that was really great. Um, the second uh, my second example would have to be uh, giftforgood.io, uh, which is actually live right now if you go onto the website. So this was uh, developed by our external team and uh, what uh, we identified was that uh, some of the social service agencies uh, in Singapore currently use tools. Uh, online uh, that are not really updated. Uh, And this tool that they use um, is basically a a matching service between uh, donations from the public uh, and what the social service agencies need. Um, And so what giftforgood.io did was to come and fill in the gap and they built an entire new platform so that... um, uh, members of the public uh, will be able to both see the need uh, of the different social service agencies and see how they can meet the need. Or conversely, uh, the members of the public can list uh, what they have to give and if any of the social agencies need it, they can request for it as well. So it's a two-way thing, almost like a carousel for social service agencies. Yeah.
0: I mean, I was going to ask you a bit later, but I mean, because the obvious question here has is, is been, you know, the, the pandemic has been going for, for some time and, um, you know, you, you spoke about the two examples, having the workshops and then Give a good for Good, as I.O. As, as an example. How has the organization or the chapter adapted throughout the pandemic, given the, you know, the different needs and the restrictions that have been imposed by the government in response to the pandemic?
1: Mm. Well, I think being a technology group helps, um, simply because uh, a lot of the activities that we do can be online. Um, Initially, when uh, the government transitioned to DosCon Orange, it was quite chaotic. Uh, If I remember uh, on that fateful day at the beginning of the year, I think my my handphone rang no less than 12 to 15 times (laughs) because everybody was panicking, was like, oh, what are we going to do? not only for our workshops and for all our other meetings that we had planned, but also because we were in the middle uh, of planning for a hack for good hackathon. Uh, There was supposed to be a physical hackathon uh, and now it seems uh, quite straightforward, like you just follow the safe distancing measures, make sure that uh, everything is in place and you'll be allowed to go on. But this is only after the dust has settled, so-called. At that time, there was, everything was still up in the air and nobody knew what was going on. And so the fact that we were able to pull it off, uh, it's quite a miracle in itself. right? The fact that the the faculty actually gave us their approval uh, to do everything. So I think in terms of adaptation, we really looked at the restrictions and the guidelines from both the government and NUS and asked ourselves what are the spirit of these guidelines and how do we make sure that uh, we work around them while not contravening them? You know, How do we make sure that uh, we still achieve objectives of our activities um, while still respecting uh, everyone's safety and making sure that you know, we, we follow it to the letter? So I think uh, what we did was that we liaised with our partners and told them that, hey, because of the situation, uh, we need to move everything online. Um, some of the sponsorship and partnerships agreements, uh, we we'll need to modify them. And actually, we had a few partners that dropped out, um, but we are glad for uh, those partners that stayed with us that we, will, we were able to pull it off. Uh, and so that's something that uh, I think uh, we can look back fondly on.
0: And I guess you, DSC and US just celebrated its one year anniversary because it's August last year. So I guess what are some of the projects that are in the pipeline or what are some of the plans that DSC and US has for um, the immediate future as well moving out of, uh, you know, phase two, I think, uh, of, of, of the COVID measures?
1: Yeah, so I think, uh, well, the new team is really, really exciting. Uh, I mean, I think they are in the midst of, uh, or just concluded uh, the recruitment for the second team as well. Um, And so we are continuing our Python and data science uh, technical workshops. So that's something that I'm really excited about because I personally don't know Python. So I told them that, you know, I might just sign up as a member (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so try to make sure that, you know, I get myself equipped with those necessary skills as well. Um, but also we are going to uh, try to pilot uh, some schemes where we can help people gain insights on different skills in different industries, uh, more specifically within the technology industry because it's so diverse. Uh, so we are going to invite speakers and try to get people to know exactly what are the skills they need. Uh, and also, of course, uh, going back to impacting uh, nonprofits and uh, social impact causes by right? applying what we know through our external projects um, and through our hackathon as well. Yeah, The work does not stop and the mission uh, will always go on, but I think because it's something that resonates so strongly with people, uh, it will continue to grow.
0: I guess one of the questions that came up and I'm interested in in hearing from you is um, personally itself, having seen that progress for one year, including COVID as well, um, what's been the most important lesson that you personally have have learned or or gained through this one-year process?
1: Wow, I think the most important lesson would really be to take things one step at a time and to know why you are doing it Um, and you also need to make sure that um, you don't do things for the sake of it and don't just go through the motion, especially in uh, community engagement where we try to intentionally imbue it into our processes. Um, And so what that meant was really sitting down uh, with uh, our department heads and emphasizing it during our meetings. Um, but also having a lot of one-to-one meetings with our members. Um, DSCNUS started off with 66 members. um, And so essentially we had to convince each and every one of them of the importance of the philosophy and not just knowing it in their head, but knowing it in their heart as well. Uh, and so, what that meant was really sharing the stories uh, of engagement and trying to make sure that um, you know they, they really internalize it uh, and In fact, we did try to organize quite a few volunteering events uh, that 's completely unrelated to tech you know just uh, trying to get them to come, uh, to volunteer with the community right? uh, there was varying degrees of success to that some could make it, some could not make it um, but it 's really a slow ongoing process right? to just make sure that uh, people don't take the philosophy and agree with it uh, on a head level, uh, but don't live it out. Uh, and so that's something that we were acutely conscious of. We try to make sure that um, at every step of the way, they'll be like, hey, how does this uh, engage the community? Uh, how does this help the community? And most importantly, are we meeting their need? or are we prescribing a solution to a need that they don't even have?
0: That's, I, I wish I could end it there, but I guess that's a final question because it's really eloquent. I guess the final question would be, your main two target audiences are NUS students and non So for those NUS students or non-profits who are interested to find out more and to get in touch, um, you know, share how, can, how they can get in touch with, with your team and you guys.
1: Well, we're always happy to meet new people and new stakeholders, so if anyone wants to get in contact with us, we have a website. It's called dsc.comp.nus.edu.sg. Just go to our website uh, and you'll find a link to contact us there, and we'll be really happy to see how we can partner and collaborate with you on this journey.
0: And that's all we have for today. Thank you to Sean for joining us. To keep up with the latest content on socialservice.sg, curated for researchers, practitioners and the general public, subscribe to our bi-monthly newsletter at tinyletter.com slash socialservice.sg Thank you very much and see you next time.